Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Free coming live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Mondays and Thursdays with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you. That's how it all works. Thank you for telling a friend. Oh, do I love when you tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears, I'll take them. It feels so good. That, and I listen, I consider that payment. That's that's currency to me. A couple extra ears. That's how I pay for things on the street. A couple ears for your troubles. That's what I want. Couple ears for my troubles. A couple, couple, couple of lobes for your labor. That's right. That's all I want. Just a couple of lobes for my labor. And of course, you can support the sponsors. You can make it your Instagram story. Tag a bitch. Tag a bitch. Tag a bitch. Tag a bitch. 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 Tag a bitch. Tag a bitch. Tag a bitch. 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 Tag a 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 bitch. Rate, review, subscribe. That's how you do it. And if you're listening to this show and you want a little bit of a change up, Patreon, patreon.com slash Jared Freed, patreon.com slash Jared Freed, five, 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 five dollars a month. That's for the for the price of a cup of coffee. Five dollars a month gets you three extra podcasts a week. I do luxury lounge. I do one more email. It's a longer email that I wouldn't have done on the show. And then I do coffee with J Train, which is me just basically like spilling my guts every Sunday. So these are the extras you would get. I'm doing live shows. I'm coming to your town. Woo! I'm doing a little more traveling. We're getting back to normalcy. We're, we're figuring it out. Socially distanced shows. JaredFree.com. 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 Providence, Raleigh, Kansas City, Tacoma. It's all happening. D.C., baby. We're not D.C. Hopefully D.C., December. Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. Very excited about today's guest. New to the podcast, hilarious comic, fantastic. I, lo- I love everything this guy does. I'm just a huge fan. Joe Dombrowski, thank you for coming on. Uh, I have to start by saying this. I've never done this on a podcast before, but hi, Dad. My dad, <laughs> oh, my, my God. My dad is a Jared Freed fan through and through, so I know he knows that I'm coming on your podcast today, and he's like, when's it come out? When's it come out? And so this he's going to is... be listening. So what up? Hi, Mr. Dombrowski. Good to good to and to to let people know. I just went on Joe's podcast, and I'm sure it's either out or coming out. We talked a little bit about how I had met your dad randomly, and just the way comedy is both a large and a small world at the same time. It feels like everyone does this, and only and then and then all of a sudden you get. Uh, a, an older man comes up to you and goes, hey, uh, my son does this. And you're like, oh, we'll see. And then you look him up. You're like, oh, wow, he's fantastic. And, you know, now we have fallen into one another like, uh, you know, a few times. And this has been great. It's such a, it's such a nice history now. I love it. I love it. It's great. <laughs> I, 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 I well, met my dad at his uh, the other place that he pays rent to the bar. So that worked <laughs> out well. Yeah, he was having a couple of drinks. I can't. It was, it was, you know where it was? Moxie Hotel. That's where it was. Because they were staying there. They were staying the at the Moxie Hotel. And I was this staying was, on the street. And I, and I wasn't doing, and I wasn't doing Laugh Boston. I talked, we talked about it on the last podcast. Yeah. I was doing my podcast show, the UA podcast, the other one we were doing live shows. And I was talking, I think, 
with someone that was working on the show, like one of the you know the producers, and and he came over and we you know he was having a drink, but because it, 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 also Moxie, they give you like a free cocktail as you walk in the door, perfect place for a guy who likes giving money to the bar to go, and it was in the theater district. I I remember all of this, and it, it's let me it was just kismet, say, Jared. It was supposed to happen. Legitimately. So, but I want people to go follow you. I, I You have a podcast yourself. I have uh, just recently a guest on called Social Studies. Social Studies. It was, we had a good time. I had a great time. It was just. I us, had a great time too. Us talking, talking Bachelor. It was great. Thanks for coming uh, on. Of course. And you are on all social media at Mr. D times three. I want everyone to go follow you. I want everyone to get involved with what you're doing. You have a very large audience, and I and again, social studies is the name of the podcast. Mister D times three. Can you explain to the listeners kind of where you can? This is all teacher related, right? A little bit, a little bit. So, Mister D times three. You prop Mister D. You get the sense of a teacher. Social studies, the podcast where I study being social by being social. You mm-hmm. get the teacher vibe. It's because I was an elementary school teacher for ten years. You were in what, 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 what grade? What was that like? So I've taught everything from third grade to sixth grade. And it, uh, if I was to just like very frankly tell you how it was, it was the reason for my crow's feet, gray hair and receding hairline. (laughs) (laughs) Is it, you know, listen, I, listen, this is one of those jobs of being a teacher, being a grade school teacher where Mm -hmm. we all just have to say, the things that we're taught to say, thank you so much, heroes, like, which we all mean. But I, I don't think we ever like, you know, with those like thoughts and prayers, with these like, te- you know, these stock footage lines, I never really like I have I know people who are teachers, but you never like it's like when you meet a nurse and they're like, here's what my job actually is. What, is, what would you say like the the job of being a teacher? What what is kind of the thing people don't talk about or wouldn't know? Well, first of all, let me tell you, it's the most rewarding thing in the world. It really is. For the teacher who are elementary schools teachers, it's you don't get it right away. But now, like my first couple classes ever are like in college and they're finding me online and they're writing me and telling me all this shit that I don't remember. And they're like, you changed my life, Mr. D. And I'm like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And then you just cry. It's crazy. Um, but the other thing about it, too, is teaching is extremely difficult it takes a very certain type of person you it's not is it physically difficult or mentally difficult my god it is difficult as any definition the word has we make more split decisions than a brain surgeon right like you got you know what you gotta be on on it on it on it the reason i can do stand up the way that i do is because i had 10 years of 39 year old hecklers in front of me for five <laughs> hours a day and then i tackle in the club i'm like you don't got shit wait till you hear Kamari's sure. mouth he just ripped me apart and i couldn't say anything back like that now, now you've been released you're like a you're like a wild animal that's been released on on the people that you, you would yell at you now you know like this is like a you've been Absolutely. training now, let me tell you this, though. The cool thing about teaching, a lot of people don't know this about me, but uh, teachers are, um, what's the word? Poor. Okay. So, <laughs> so the majority of teachers, especially if you're in your first one to five years, work second or third jobs. So I was a stand-up comic, and I was mm. going and hustling, working these gigs, doing some corporates, doing this and that to collect extra money so I could fill up my gas tank to go to work the next day. 
so I, I, I started to interrupt you. I, I, I have a question about that. What got you into, you were just doing it because you, you love comedy. Like you started, where did you start? My very first gig. I was eight years old and it was my third grade talent show <laughs> and I was a stand-up comic. And then every time uh, shit would come out, like, you know, the next year they'd be like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, I want to be a stand-up. And people are like, who the fuck is this kid? Yeah. Nobody says that, but I did. Um, and then, you know, went into college. I'm in college. I'm fucking around a little bit. I'm doing mm -hmm. a little bit of like open mic'y things at the sorority okay. houses and stuff. Uh, I joined an improv troupe in college and really started to, you know, get well-rounded in comedy. And then I graduated and was mm -hmm. a teacher. And I was like, well, if I keep doing this, I can make a little bit of money doing these so, gigs. So then just build and build and build. So you were, okay. So you started in college, like toying with it and just like, you know, as a fun activity while getting your teaching degree. Yes, yes, yes. Because Th this I knew makes sense. there were two there were two ways that I could go. And I'm not mm. knocking anybody's journey by any means. But I knew no, that I, I could either This is different than the normal journey. I would it have is. to say this is this is and this isn't a comedy podcast, but we have, com, you know, stand up comics on all the time. And this is, you know, the majority of the, the guests are stand ups. And so usually the journey is start in smaller, fun city and then move to New York or L.A. after yep. you have five minutes of material and then figure it out from there. And this is you were what, what city were you teaching in? Where Detroit. were you in Detroit? Detroit. And you're doing. Detroit. And you're doing stand-up around the Detroit area. There's a scene there, I'm assuming. Yep, I'm doing stand-up. I was uh, doing sketch. I was mm -hmm. doing a little bit of improv, too. I was really just, like, uh, consuming comedy in any ways that I could. And the, the comedy scene in Detroit is small but mighty. It's gritty. Mm. But once you kind of establish yourself as one of the heavy hitters, people in the city start to, like, recognize you and pay and you, you start more. To, and, and, and you start to get paid. That's that. And what people don't understand, like, you know, I'm from outside of Boston, but I started in New York. New York is a really hard place to get paid because there's just so many comics. And right. you have a lot of comics, especially from the Boston area, that they end up making money, you know, early on and, and, and start making a living doing comedy. And it's like for them to come, you, you would wonder, like, there's so many great comics in Boston. A lot of them don't move because they're like, I'm making this much money. If I move, I have to fill that nut, you know? Yep. And and yep. so it, this is interesting where you're teaching, you're doing it in Detroit, you're getting bigger and bigger there, you're able to get like corporate gigs, which are hard to come by in any scenario. And yeah. that's that's a it's a this is a totally different road than the one totally. I become accustomed to hearing about. But it, it took a turn for a minute, too. So I was just kind of like, you know, I, I, I can't tell you that I was making more than two to three hundred dollars a month on comedy Shh. and that's that's due when i'm like working every weekend you know sure. what i mean i mean i'm not i'm the money isn't big but you're may you're working it but, is that, that is teacher, nice two yeah where my my very first salary sadly was thirty thousand dollars a year now that's before taking out taxes and union dues and sure. health insurance and everything so i'm literally like my very first couple paychecks i showed my mom and i was like i think this is wrong there's <laughs> there's only three numbers and she just laughed at me and she was like this is such a so i was like fuck how am i gonna do this so th that extra three or four hundred dollars a month was really you know paying groceries putting mm -hmm. gas in my car doing really important stuff so i was sort of really valuing comedy and how it brought shit back to me interesting yeah but i was all then i started 
elementary school, right? It's a fucking content powerhouse, dude. Like a content powerhouse. I mean, there's a reason, and not to bring up a, a, a disgraced comic, but there's a reason Bill Cosby did kids say the darndest things. It never stops. It, it never said it's all fresh material. It's always funny. It's always cute. There's 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 and then and there's relatable themes there. Lots. You know, where like the kid doesn't understand something we all understand. Yeah, this is this is absolutely. So are you taping things? Are you doing yeah. bits there? So I start so I would I would do Oh God. This is a I got two parts to the story, all right. Okay. So I was very hush hush about my mm. comedy well this uh, is a big thing too you meet people with like real jobs like being a teacher being a doctor mm -hmm. they this is kind of their like batman and you know uh Ooh, lighting well yeah they're they're like doing superman and clark kent like this is like put on the cape for the show and then they're like uh oh, at the daily bugle during the day yeah i understand this Yep, that was me 100% because like as a teacher, sadly, and I'm trying to break this mold for teachers now too, is that you have to like live a very certain life and portray yourself a very certain way in and outside of the classroom, which I think is unrealistic mm -hmm. and bullshit and sets an unreal expectation of what adults are to the kids. Moving Absolute. on. I, I, I think that's, that's absolutely, and especially now where it's like, you can't hide. You, no. If you want to have a, you have to, they can find you on social media. It's like game over. Like, what do you have right. to do? You have to hide your rest of your life like being a normal person? You know, within reason, you know, this is so I'm hiding two things. I'm hiding comedy and I'm not really out in the classroom like in my life. I am, but not really in the classroom. So that was it was fucking crazy. So I I have a question about that, please. Do you is there? I guess like, you know, you're like, not going to offend me. Just go. For I, it. I'm not looking. I'm, I'm wondering. I'm not thinking about it being offensive, but like, like, don't ask, don't tell in the military. Is it that way with teaching? It, uh, when I started, it was very much that. Very much that. Interesting. Yeah. Because so you hear that and you're like, like, I'm trying to think back. Like, I don't even know if I knew, like, the, you know, like, was even thinking that way. That's just the teacher. But maybe mm -hmm. I probably, I might have been, you know, I, I, I don't know. It cuts How you it, it, cuts it you does? Up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, like, I, I would, I would, like, be living the lie in my classroom and then I would go to like the next teacher's classroom and they've got pictures of their husband, wife and kids all over their desk. And I have like a tiny microscopic picture of me and my partner, like yeah. in a desk drawer taped to the bottom. And I'm just kind of like, I, this is <laughs> like, but that eventually That's, faded, but I'll, sure. this is how, this is how. Okay. Go, go for it. So I'm using the stories and I'm taking them on stage and I'm taking them on stage. Like it happened in the classroom. I'd write a set. I'd try it. It would work, blah, blah, blah. And then one night I go to perform and I walk out on stage and there's a table of parents of students in my class who I didn't know. Oh, my God. And I looked at myself and I'm doing I'm doing shit about literally your fucking kid. I changed the name, <laughs> but this is about your kid and about the time I was on Grinder and almost died. Like, it, these are the things I'm talking about. So I'm, sure. I told myself, I'm like, this works for audiences. I'm either going to change it right now and bomb, or I'm going to stick mm. to what I know works and see what happens. And I was like, just do it. Yeah. And I did it, and they loved it. They loved it. And the one dad came up to me. He's like, I know you were talking about my kid. That fucking asshole. He's giving the babysitter a run for her money right now. Like, he, they this loved is, it. This, this is perfect. This is, this is like a movie. Right. Hmm. Okay. There you go. Start Now we're going to start writing. Okay. <laughs> so then 
it infiltrates my school. And the next weekend, they come back with another family of kids who are oh, in my God. class. Yeah, so they're like, he's, you got to go. He's, he's talking about our kids. Right. Yeah. Then my staff, put, they find out about it. And my, the staff that I work with, they put together a little night out and they come to the show. Then my fucking boss comes. And is this I, the principal? This is the principal. Okay. This is the principal. <laughs> yeah. And at the time, I hadn't really found my voice yet. I was in the works of doing it. And I made a really crude joke that had something to do along the lines with the lyrics of WAP before WAP came out. And, okay. I, <laughs> and I was shitting myself because I said it. I probably took a couple shots before and I said it and I went to work the next Monday and I was like, fuck. And she came in my room before school started and she shut the door behind me and I was like, this is it. You're fired. You're done. And she said, I needed that more than you know and you got it. She's like, you got it. And I, wow. she's like, I love it. She's like, I absolutely love it. And they must have come, Jared, I'm not shitting you. They must have come to 10, 15 shows that school year. Well, that's the thing about, and you know this from doing stand-up, and I know this, the people that come to shows and they're the best audiences are the people with the hardest jobs, are yep. the, the nurses and the teachers and the people that are like, I just need to laugh at stupid shit and 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 wrong shit and the stuff i'm not allowed to say you know yeah. while you know being a principal and like and 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 that's you know that makes you feel good that's a rewarding thing too that's you know from comedy you know uh, that in the same way that's probably rewarding to get the call from the kid who's you know like 20 now and and going to college right yep. and then and, and then after that like having that conversation was very important for my career because she mm. kind of she kind of uh, instilled in me that like I had I had thought people's perceptions of me being a teacher and doing comedy were going to be one thing. And here they were actually the exact opposite. And totally. I was being supported. So then I doubled down and mm. I just went balls to the walls and I was doing it. I was making videos now and I was doing it. So it crazy. Where, where does the audience come from? Like what video? Oh, okay. Was there one video that you were like, because. Do you know again, the answer to this? Do you know the answer to this? No, I don't know the answer. Oh, to this. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm legitimately asking because I, yeah. I, to mm -hmm. find an audience while being a teacher and now you're in Seattle and, and being in Detroit, like, and this is so the 2020 story of making it in comedy. Like, there's a lot yes. of people. Like, like I'm including that group. I'm I'm on Instagram. I didn't get a following because I was on TV every week. I know people who are on TV every week, and to even have people recognize me is like crazy. You blows know, like, my mind. Blows my mind that people even listen to this podcast. And so I I I think of you because like. You're look. I you're to me like it's actually an inspiration for like, hey, you can go live a life somewhere else in a different way and have a career. You know, th that's an amazing thing. Yes, yes. So, um, so at this point in the in the game, I had a a, a small but mighty strong local audience in Detroit. It wasn't sure. it wasn't uncommon to have regulars who would come to the Joe show. But, and, but I, I, I do believe that the world today, you need to niche out. You, you got to start with your crew and then they have to be your biggest defense. Just like I say at the beginning of this podcast, like, Hey, let people know you find your audience, whether it be from like, you know, me yelling at the bachelor, they come in from the bachelor and then they go, we trust you 
to be funny yep. in whatever way you're going to be funny because I because tr- I love this one thing you do. So I understand that. So that's what happened. And, you know, but then I knew I'm, I'm not getting booked outside of the city. If I mm. go anywhere else, I'm doing mics again, which yeah. whatever. But so then I started doing the videos and the videos were really hitting. And I could I would see that they would go outside of Detroit and they would I'd be like, OK, so then I did a video where you may have seen it. I played a prank spelling test on my students where I made up fake words. Okay. For for April Fool's Day. Yeah. So I made up a bunch of sh- bullshit and gave it decon- definitions. Like some of the words were like Blorsky. I lost my Blorsky <laughs> at the carnival and just like asinine shit. Sure. Their, their reactions were just amazing and it was it was filmed on just me but the kids are in the background saying shit like these are chinese words that just like <laughs> just shit that blew up so i woke up the next morning it had 20 million views uh um, 20 million 20 million uh that's insane and i kind of had a i kind of had an inkling because i went out to dinner with a friend that night and while we were at dinner, I had a, a childhood friend who I hadn't seen in a few years who moved to Tennessee. She called me during dinner and I was like, this is weird. I should answer. And she's like, you're on the news in Nashville right now. And I was oh like, what the God. fuck? Didn't think of it. 20 million views the next day. Then it's the day before spring break. I leave to go to Orlando with my family for a family reunion. Mm. I get off the plane. My phone freezes because it's going so crazy. And I check one message and it's the Ellen DeGeneres show. Oh, my uh, God. Really? uh, Yes. I mean, this is what everyone tells someone who does comedy. Every mom or aunt. No, they'll go (laughs) not to disagree with you. They do say you never know. But every mom or aunt says to I've had said to me. Send it to Ellen. Oh, yeah. You got to send it to Ellen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so she picks it up. She picks it up. They invite me on the show. It's amazing. Come on. This I is go- amazing. So, so I'm going to give you a little back tea here, too. Sure. So they, they invite me on the show, and they know I'm a comic. And they say to me, um, we know you're a comic, but we're painting the picture of you as a teacher. This isn't your last comic standing audition. Be your normal funny self, but we're not going to talk about comedy. And I'm like, hey, I'm just fucking happy to be here. That, well, you know? I mean, for the people at home, they, yeah. you know, the people listening, this is inside baseball a little bit. This is like a behind the curtains type of thing where it's like you have a producer come up to you before any show you go on. Like I've been on the Today Show. I've done like the guys tell all. Very different than this. But I'm saying... Someone comes up to you and preps you and says, like, here's how it's going to go. If you go outside of that, you're it's never not gonna, coming back. You're never yeah. coming back. It's not going to go as well. It's not going to be we need you. And, and again, what they're saying to you, we want you to be the teacher. This is how this is how. And if you play ball, this is how the story, your viral story goes viral again. Right. And so. I was kind of like, okay, I can roll with this because I know mm. people are going to see this and they're going to go back to my pages and they're going to find my shit. Ellen, I'm fucking on Ellen. Like, Again, let's, uh, whatever you want. Whatever you tr- want. If they trust you for this. And also, this is the thing where, like, a lot of stand-up comics will be like, oh, that's an internet person. I get that shit. 
I, we're oh, you're talk. an internet person. We're but talk. I, I, but I, I hate that shit because it's like, well, no, you are a stand-up comic who is working in the weight room, in the gym, punching the bag every day, and then this other thing is what gets people to find you who's right. already working on the thing. Like, it, I always said, like, I was like, during the day, I'm going to put out, I'm putting my name out to the world, and at night, I'm going in the gym, and I'm going to work on it for when the time comes that the world will come to my shows. I, I've all, and I, you're living this example that I've been preaching to myself for all these years. If they find the podcast, they will search through and see your Instagram and then say, I got to see that guy on stage. So this is all, yes. this is like, uh, this is making me, giving me chills hearing your story. Well, wait for this. <laughs> so, so they tell me that, and then they say, um, hey, you know, Ellen's really busy. She's got a lot going on. So if, you know, when the cameras are off, if she just leaves you in the chair and goes to get her makeup touched up or grabs a cup of coffee, don't be offended like that. She's just got a lot to do. This is the mm. third show we filmed today, our second show we filmed today. Just, you know, just be patient with that. And I was like, hey, no problem. I'm, I'm cool. Here to play. We start filming. It's filming, 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 filming. They cut to a commercial. She stays in her seat. She turns to me and goes, so I heard you're a comic. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, you're really, really funny. And I was like, well, thank you. And she goes, no, I don't think you understand. You're really funny. You need to do something with that. Boom, back on the air. I'm like, you can see my face in the clip. I'm like. Also, I mean, Ellen's name. I, I mean, I to tell yeah. people at home, like Ellen's been you know, dragged a little bit lately, a but that bit. does a, a, a lot of it, but that doesn't take away from Ellen is one of the best comedians of all time. Like she's right. in the, she's on the list. She is on the list of like great stand up comics. She uh -huh. knows stand up comedy. Like to, I'm not, she's people, been on the floor. I mean, people nowadays, they can't separate like what story they've heard about a certain story from the talent. The talent, I don't know Ellen personally, you do, I'm just saying, the talent, she is one of the most talented comics of all time. So for her to say that, that right. is like the compliment of the century. It, it was unbelievable. And I, I, it like replays to me all the time. Like I'll go and do a show and I'll like hear her saying it and see her saying it in my head and then I'll just go like crush a set because I'm like, this person who like you grew up on their comedy when they were sure. a stand-up, who also was one of the first like very publicly out comics like just so inspiring to me on so many levels told you that you need to do something with that do something with that so i kick I, I go home i'm shitting my pants i kick my ass and drive i have about 30 minutes of my hour written and i'm like i'm gonna keep going keep going keep going keep going get a call they want me on again and i accept and i go back on the show come to find out this time mm. it was her choice the producers didn't do it. She wanted me back on again. She wanted to touch base. Same thing. We're painting you as the teacher. We just want to do a recap. She says it again. What have you been up to? Comedy going well. Still sticking with it. Blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Episode ends. Episode ends, Jared. Fucking buckle up, buddy. Okay. A year goes by and I don't okay. hear shit. 
Ellen. I mean, hold on. Before we get to this part, are your videos like from Ellen? Like those are popping off. You're getting. I'm riding like, the wave. Like, you're right. Like this whole year, you're getting Ellen. People Ellen are finding audience me. runoff. Yep. The, the you know she is basically you're you're on the on the follower paycheck from her. Right? Is this yep. okay. now? Now I have a credit. So for the first time ever, mm-hmm. I'm doing shows and they're saying, Joe Dombrowski from the Ellen DeGeneres show. And I'm like, shit my pants. And you're I'm a reoccurring character on the show. Yeah. I'm reoccurring. I'm getting booked. Uh, clubs are calling. I'm just like kind of doing it. It's feeling really cool. Still really sure. small, but feeling really cool. Amazing. The following is just the... Uh, 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 even a year later, I'm telling you, I'm getting like 10,000 followers a month. Like, it's just going, 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 going. Unbelievable. Okay. A year later, it starts there's a to reason. Come. There's a reason that women say, send it to Ellen. Yeah, yeah. No. 100%. <laughs> a year later, it calms down a little bit. I'm still teaching full time because I'm yeah. just scared. You know what I mean? Still of course. Of course. It's a huge leap. Right. I'm living in Seattle now. And Ellen DeGeneres is filming her special relatable down the street from my apartment i I didn't know she taped it in seattle okay i waited 75 minutes in line got a ticket went to the show jared listen i go to the show she's in the audience she wraps the set she comes back out on stage to do this question and answer bit i'm getting ready to leave yeah she looks out and goes hey i know you Come on. (laughs) Hey, I know you. Um, And they give me a mic. Stop it. So, so, oh, because they're doing question and answers. There's a mic floating around the crowd. And this is after the taping. Yes. Okay. I'm like, hey, Ellen, uh, I don't know if you remember me. I was on a couple seasons. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally remember. She's like, tell everybody what you did. So I was like, I was on Ellen last season. I I uh, did this spelling test. She had me on. And she's like, that's fantastic. What have you been up to? And I'm like, Ellen, I just want to let you know, I just finalized the first five cities of my first tour with my hour. And I wanted to say thank you. And she's like, that's incredible. She's like, that is truly incredible. Oh. You, you deserve it. She's like, I, I, I wish you the best. I hope it goes well. And then they start doing a little Q&A with other people. She's like, yes. I go to work the next day. The show calls me. And they're like, they're like, hey, we heard you met Ellen. She was super excited. When's your hour? What cities are you? Are you performing in L.A.? When can we see it? Can you send us a tape? And I'm sitting here. Like, oh, gonna, my God. I'm like, they're going to produce my special. They're going to produce my special. Yeah. Special. Send him the tape. Never hear from him. Okay. <laughs> still haven't heard from him. But, but I'm I'm still so fucking grateful. I like she she's got this narrative right now. So that's it's what I want to ask. But that's so that's what I wanted to ask you about. Like you hear all these things of people who claim that she's not a nice person. I guess mm-hmm. that's kind of the that's the overarching storyline. I guess which okay that's an opinion you know like this is one of those things where it's like she doesn't have to do any of those things she doesn't have to remember no. you she doesn't no. and and i do think i do think stand-up comics have a lot of like there's a familial thing with stand-up comics i do yes. think that like again like this version of like hey um i've watched i took a look at your video like all, like any of us would do like, oh, you're going to be on my show? Let me go check them out a little bit. Like, th- and then they go, wow, this is like, and and she's of another generation. She's go- She probably doesn't get on stage a lot. She probably, as a former, like as a stand-up, like great, so to speak, she's probably like 
man, look at he's he's in shape. He's in stand up shape. Like she's probably a little jealous of like you getting on stage and getting again. We could all be jealous of Ellen. She's got billions of dollars, but like she's jealous of a lifestyle that you're doing. Like this is a amazing. I I just think it's like you never know the whole story. Yeah, yeah, and and I owe a lot of what I have right now to her allowing me to share the screen with her, and like you never know. It just it I young comics ask. always say what what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? I'm like you're not doing anything wrong. Just be yourself, and you never know who's watching. The end. That that's it. And 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 keep working. I mean, like that is like, but that's a lesson for anybody listening in anything they're doing. Like keep your head down, keep working, and be honest. Like. There was no point in yours where you were like looking for an angle. You were you were never looking for a shortcut. Like I think right. that's an amazing story. Oh my god! Like I, I'm yeah, like, thank you to, for Ellen to just go. I know you. I see you. I remember you. And th- that's like an amazing thing. I love that. Wild, wild. Still Absol- shit my pants over it. Yeah. Well, I hope the audience enjoyed that story as much as I did because I really loved <laughs> hearing every minute of that. Um, but we're gonna do some emails. You ready? Oh, let's fucking do it, man. We are sponsored people. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Feels CBD. Listen, there's a lot more unknown out there. I am feeling anxiety more than I have in my entire life. I am sure I am not alone. There's an, it's an anxious world. It's an unstable world. It is an unknown world. The future has a lot of ifs to it. So right now, you're probably feeling a lot like me and you're feeling a little on edge and I have to say feel CBD has been very helpful for me it is the perfect thing to help me mellow out especially I notice it the most on a Monday because on Mondays I'd usually be like I gotta get my life together I gotta get my right on my list I gotta get going and I've been using feels for a, a like probably since they started sponsoring the podcast because at first I was I was a hater. I was like, I don't know. What, what are you, like, come on, CBD. How much could it help? And you know, they started sponsoring. I was like, I'll give it a shot, and it ta- it just mellows you out, puts you in the zone, makes you a little less of that edge on a Monday morning. And it's premium CBD, and it's delivered directly to your doorstep. If you've never tried CBD before, I'm gonna demystify you. Uh, demystify it for you. It will not get you high. It just makes you feel a little bit more relaxed and nothing more. Yes, that's exactly. Exactly it. There's no high hangover addiction. Feels gets to work fast. Just put a few drops under your tongue and boom, you'll be feeling the difference within minutes. If you've never tried CBD and are a little nervous, Feels is the best place to start. I was unsure um, but like how much to take, but it makes the dosage very clear on the, on the packaging. I recommend starting with the lowest dose and working your way up until you feel right. And if you're not sure, they'll hold your hand. They have a hotline. This is my favorite part about Feels. They have a hotline. If a company's not doing the right things, they you know they have 7,000 numbers to call and you gotta press one, press two, press three, press four. Oh, and then you leave a message and maybe we'll get back to you. That's not Feels. They have a hotline with real humans you can call anytime. Once you add CBD to your life, you're gonna wanna make it a regular part. I have. I have done that. I have 
called up feels uh, for more every month. So sign up with feels so you get it delivered every month. You'll save money on every order. Feels helps me feel my best and it can help you too. For This is special for my listeners. If you become a member today by going to feels.com slash JTrain, you'll get 50, 50, 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S.com slash JTrain to become a member and get 50, 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. One more time, feels.com slash JTrain and feel better. We are sponsored, people. Roman, Roman, Roman. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I've had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. I'll say, yeah, I'm the excuses guy. I've been there. And and I understand that as a guy, we're just kind of prone to like, ah, drink some water, rub some dirt on it. I get it. That's just kind of the way we are brought up. Be a man. And and when you're talking about ED, it's it's a tough subject. And with Roman, it becomes easier to talk about it. With a healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. That's huge. So I think when we're like thinking about taking care of ourselves, we kind of get bogged down in all the extracurriculars. Ugh, I got to leave the house. I got to go wait in a waiting room. I got to go talk to someone. I got to reveal my innermost thoughts and the the fact that I can't get it up. Like, you know, and I got to talk to a stranger. I don't even have a doctor. You know, these are things that build up and you, and, and you end up just going, ugh, forget it. Forget it. I don't want to deal with it. And you put it off. You put it off. You put it off. And then all of a sudden, you're sleeping with someone who goes, hey, I'd like to have sex. I'd like to have what we had in the beginning of this. I'd love to you know, feel connected to you. And you're going, oh, my God, I've been putting this off for years. So let's not put it off. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED. All from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is a straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash JTrain and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. So here's what you're going to do. Go to GetRoman.com slash JTrain today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash JTrain. GetRoman.com slash JTrain. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. We're going to go. We're going to try and get a, you know a bunch in here, but I got a, I got a bunch. So listen, I want all of you to go follow Ellen DeGeneres' favorite comic, Joe Dabrowski. Um, go, 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 at Mr. D times three. At Mr. D times three, the number three. It'll be all over my social media. Please go hilarious, awesome. I love everything he puts out. Go, go, go. Pen pal gal. Ready? Let's do it. Okay, so match with this guy at the beginning of quarantine, so we have been texting for six months at this point. He texts regularly, and we have good banter, and we seem to get along, flirt well textually. He's yet to ask me out since he tried the first time. It was the weekend of 314. I had a wedding, and then it shit shut down, and blames it on he's in the Navy and had to sign something saying that he wouldn't break quarantine. 
I also realize this may be BS. Is he just texting me to have someone to text? Obviously, these are weird times, but how do I eventually get a date out of this? I don't want to have a pen pal for eternity. I seem to always have this problem where dudes will text so much, but never come out, come, nothing ever comes from it. I like this guy, I think, she writes in parentheses, and I and wasn't, uh, wasn't uh, want to give it a real shot, but don't want to be pushy. Appreciate your advice in advance. So what do you, Joe, what do you think about this situation? I actually, like his excuse is valid. Like you couldn't disagree with, I'm in the Navy. We have a special set of rules to not infect the whole ship with COVID. Like I could understand that excuse. So I'm under the impression that he's still under that oath. Yes. Like As he can't. I mean, this text, we, that's the, uh, th- this email came three days ago. So I'm, I'm okay. reading it, but I would assume, so, considering, yeah. she, or she's under the impression that this is still the rule. So here's the, here's the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, very fantastic excuse for a catfish to use. I mean, <laughs> the, the, probably one of the best. Yeah. So it, the, the thing is, you, if the excuses and lies, are all the best ones live in the in the land of I can't disagree with you. Absolutely. And yeah. this is at the top. Like, you cannot disagree. Like, it's very valid. But here's my thing. Even if it's true, homegirl's got to shit or get off the pot. Like, are Fair. you okay with never seeing this guy because of this is the situation? Or do you want to have him in the, like, you know, you should, I personally would date around still. Be like, this guy's yeah. great, but like, I kind of need a little bit of physical touch in my nevis. I, I, I'm with you. And this is the problem with texting is it's automatically because it's written, it is romanticized. It is the movie script that you guys are writing together. <laughs> you need to stop romanticizing about <laughs> meeting like, a guy online exact, during quarantine. I, I, I mean, I, I'm going to use that music every single week now on, on TikTok. But I, I, what I would say to her is there's there's such a thing as being pushy. I agree with her. I don't want to be pushy. I wouldn't want to be pushy either. Mm-hmm. There's such a thing as being realistic. Hey, we've been texting for six months. What do you think the timeline is for us to actually meet? That would be what I would say to him. And like, That's good. And, and, and if he says, well, I don't know. this is, And then I would say to him, and again, it's hard to do, but it, it's easy for us to say, but it's hard to do. I would say something along the lines of like, Okay, right now, like I'm down the emotional rabbit hole of our notebook, you know, our, our notebook written relationship. When though when that thing happens, my phone is completely open to you, but I kinda have to like live a life here. I have to have my nethers touched by someone. I have to hug a human being. I have to feel like my life is moving on. I can't sit standing still, right? That is literally it. And also you may need to be aware of the fact that you are potentially getting in the mist with a Navy person, which is great. I support it, but you need to be mm. ready for the type of lifestyle that that will be if this does work out. Either well, you're that, in or you're out. That's the thing. I don't think people should be I, – I there's a difference between being pushy and being practical. The practicality of it is like, hey – What's the schedule of your life? How do you expect to have a girlfriend? Because I'm looking for a boyfriend. And I don't think when you ask that, I understand the reason not to is like you're afraid of losing, but you're losing something you don't have right now. You don't have anything. And if you're not saying to him, hey, man, 
Like, I'm having fun texting with you, but I need more than that. And I need to know, like, what the plan... Just say, what what's your plan? How do you see this moving forward? And just stop. And let's see what he writes out. If it's, hey, they just said another month. Okay, maybe you can go another month. But I would even say, at that point, that's perfectly fine. But right now, I need to remove myself. I'm here, I'm here for you. The phone is open for you. But we got to stop texting until we can actually meet. You're a friggin' prophet. <laughs> JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Here with Joe Dombrowski, at Mr. D times three. Number three, it's all over my social media. Go follow immediately. Also, love his TikTok. Go, go, go. Go right now. Ex-boyfriend is playing Instagram games. Jared, longtime uh, listener, thanks for all the laughs. Looking forward to seeing you in person again, hopefully soon. I have a question about an ex-boyfriend of mine who seems to be playing Instagram games with me. We broke up over four years ago, and it was messy. He cheated on me and then ended up getting engaged to that girl, but the engagement has since ended. We didn't talk much after the breakup. He blocked me on all forms of social media and never communicated once he became engaged. Last week, he requested to follow me on Instagram. I accepted but didn't follow back. I noticed today that him following me was no longer under my notification section, and then when I tried to search him, he didn't come up, so I assume I was blocked. Any idea why he would request to follow me only to block me a few days later? I have a boyfriend, and that's clear on my Instagram, so I wonder if he saw I'm not single and blocked me. Even if I'm not single... Isn't blocking me a bit extreme? I'm curious about the thought process guys have when doing these kinds of things. So what do you think? I got to be honest. I got to tell you, like, everyone is lying if you say that you haven't wondered what an ex is up to. You wonder what an ex is up to. You devoted so much time of your life to this one person. Later on, you're going to wonder. Like, I have this one ex who's like caca cuckoo, like, out there now. Mm -hmm. Jared, literally, they, they're, I don't know if I'm okay with saying this or not. They're now an OnlyFans person. Ooh, they've made the leap. And that's fascinating. Yes, that- of course. You want to know what are they putting out there? That's, a, that's the, that's the reality of all this internet slash dating this 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 center of the venn diagram of like social media and dating this is the reality is that it is so human to be curious about maybe not the life that you missed out on but it's more what's going on with that person that i know in an intimate way Exactly. And that's what's happening to homegirl right now. Yeah, he's I just curious. He wants to know what you're up to. He spent part of his life with you as well. You spent part. He's just curious, right? So here's my question to homegirl. Why do you care? Like, it, it's, it's not. It's well, as, let that shit bother as, you. As human as it is to wonder is as human as it is for her to be like, how, you know, I don't think what I think what she needs to do is check herself on one thing. Even if I'm not single, isn't blocking me a bit extreme? No. No, 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 no. They're not blocking you. They're blocking their curiosity. It's They're blocking themselves from you. We are all the star of our own movie. 
We are all super, super worried about how we look. It's not about you. You didn't offend him because you had a boyfriend. He went to your account. You let him in. He looked around. He said, oh, boyfriend here? I guess this isn't where I'll get the easy fuck out since my engagement ended. And I walked away and I blocked it so I wouldn't be tempted to do it again. That's what it is. Bada boom. I, I, to me, it's it's actually healthier that he blocked you because it's let me get the let me get the cookies out of the house. Let me you know like I don't want to eat them, so I'm not going to keep them in the in the pantry. That is what the block is a personal. Uh, it is about personal preservation. It is not about you. The block is about that person trying to get themselves straight and trying to get themselves on the on the on the road towards not bothering you. And and True. so th- so I again I understand I don't think what she's saying is crazy I just think I you have to like go hey mirror bring over the mirror <laughs> it's not about me 100%. it's about them J Train Podcast at gmail.com J Train Podcast at gmail.com here with Joe Dabrowski at Mister D times three go 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 okay okay this is a little bit longer. But Are we going to save it for the for the? No, um, I okay. I think this is worth us doing. Right. Calling out my non-boyfriend boyfriend for disappearing after a year, quote unquote, together. Do we understand that title? We do. Calling out my non-boyfriend boyfriend for disappearing after a year, quote unquote, together. Okay. Long story short, it, but it looks like long story long. I've been seeing this guy for almost a year. We met last fall in New York City, spent about four months apart during COVID, but spoke weekly on the phone, then reconnected in the city in August. Okay? So fall dating, they four months apart because of COVID, spoke weekly on the phone, reconnected in August once they probably both came back to the city. I get it. Though we went on dates and never did late night hookups, I would say things were casual because we never officially labeled it. We spent all of August together and honestly, it was an amazing month. I started to develop deeper feelings for him. Here's where things get messy. I decided to leave NYC when my lease was up on September, September 1st. So this came a day ago. Oh, my email's doing that weird thing where it's like, reminder, you got this three days ago. So this oh. came a day ago. Okay, so... Um, I've been so okay. So reconnected the city. Here's where things get messy. I decided to leave NYC when my lease was up on September 1st to live in San Diego for the rest of the year. I let him know about my decision a while back and told him I wanted to stay in touch while I'm gone. He agreed. Before I left, he also told me how much he would miss me and have to adjust to me being gone. One thing to note is that I saw he was using dating apps in August. I saw notifications pop up on his phone. Fast forward to now. I'm in California. Haven't heard from him since our last day together in New York almost two weeks ago. I know I could reach out to him, but I really hoped he would check in to see how I'm adjusting. I feel pretty let down and hurt that he hasn't reached out to me. It just shows me that he doesn't actually care about me, and I feel pretty stupid slash embarrassed. At the same time, I understand we may he may have wanted to cut off things uh, to cut things off. I just wish he would have told me that. I am debating whether to si- whether I simply accept that he wasn't right for me and let it go, or call him out for being an asshole. If if I do call him out, I drafted the message I oh, planned to shit. send. <laughs> what do you think I should do? Any advice would be super appreciated. So we're going to read the draft. It oh, is shit, as long as the email. If this was sent over text, it would be three scrolls. So, <laughs> I mean, get ready. This is their draft. And listen, 
We're laughing because we both have drafted texts. We understand. We Everyone out there has drafted a text, sent it to a friend, and said, what do you think? And the friend has gone, dude, this is seven scrolls. You know, yeah. like, let's make it. So but I live on, I live based on the motto. My motto in life at the moment and for the last few years or for the last 10 years of doing comedy is we write to edit. You write so that you can edit. There's no finished drafts. We are all doing experiences to be better for the next experience. So let's start by saying that. I'm going to read the message. You ready? Hit me. Hey, I've really good missed start. you. Okay. Good. <laughs> hey, I've really missed you, but I felt your... Let's play some classical music. Can we get some... Cla Shelby, can you hit us with some, some, some sad music for her sad text? Okay, ready? Hey, I've really missed you, but I felt your silence since I left. I know I could have reached out first, but I thought you might check in on me to see how I'm doing and adjusting. I feel hurt and let down that you never did, especially since I felt like we became so close in August. I'm second-guessing a lot of things you said to me, like when you agreed on staying in touch and told me you'd miss me. I hate to assume the worst, but my gut is telling me you just said the things I wanted to hear so I'd stick around and sleep with you until I left. If that's the case, that makes me feel used and discarded and like you didn't respect me even just as a friend to have an uncomfortable but honest conversation about what you wanted i think i started to care about you more than on a casual level and i take responsibility for not being more honest with you and myself about that having some space to think logically it's clear to me that we were on different pages i just wish we both had more uh, been more honest i'm not sending this to yell at you i just had to call you out and get it off my chest end scene i have three things to say please number one i uh am alarmed by how the email to you sounds like it was written then edgar Allan poe who read who wrote the draft <laughs> text <laughs> yeah, Not yeah, into yeah. that that's the, the thing one one felt very the email into the podcast felt her yeah and then the the text to him felt very uh yes very written very classical very telemundo I mean, I mean, uh, yes but i felt your silence that, since i left that's yeah. my number two yeah, that's yeah, yeah my number two i felt your silence since you left who are you like yeah, Danielle yeah. Steele, stop. <laughs> like, cut the shit. I'm not doing it. Yeah, and yeah. here's the third thing. That's a fucking phone call. If these are the sure. words we're trying to say, that is a phone call. Girl, read this back to yourself out loud. And these are this is deep. This is like some I real mean, ass shit. I could I could read this in a different accent and it would make sense. Oh, this is Hello. an audition. Hi, Re I've re I've really missed you, but I've felt your silence since I left. I know I could have reached out first, but I thought <laughs> you might check in on me to see how I'm doing and adjusting. I feel hurt. I could see a quill with a like a with a candlelight, and that's I the feel B roll. Hurt. The B roll. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. feel hurt and let down that you never did, especially since I feel like we became so close in August. I'm second-guessing a lot of the things you said to me, like when you agreed on staying in touch and told me you'd miss me. I hate to assume the worst, but my gut is telling me you just said the things I wanted to hear so I'd stick around and sleep with you until I left. You know, like it does have that. It's the quill. I'm picturing the old wood-burning fireplace. Yes, you zoom in on yes. the window, there's snow falling. Like I, that. I, I, it is such... I, it, so right. 
again, we've all been here where you take yourself a little too seriously. You, you, you kind of are looking for the most poetic things to say so that there's no, you know, there's no holes in your armor, so to speak. I, I think also she wrote one thing specifically in her message that he won't agree with, whether she thinks it or not, um, is to say, I hate to assume my worst, but my gut is telling me you just said the things I wanted to hear so I'd stick around and sleep with you until I left. I don't like that, and I don't believe it either, even though I don't yeah. know these people. I feel like, girl, he wanted to sleep with you. He has been sleeping with you. He liked sleeping with you, so we yeah. can't... We, if you. We can't hold him against wanting to sleep with you again before sure. you left. Because, girl, look your look into the mirror. You were at the mirror, and you wanted that dick too. You were. I, I mean, you were. I in. did. I. I mean, but also, no one wants to be have sex. I understand what she's saying. No one wants to have sex with someone that they felt didn't want to have sex with them, or that were doing it under false pretense. I think he thought he was being a gentleman. I think, oh, you know, oh. I, I, I think he doesn't see it the way she does. I think he's saying, well, what am I going to do? Break up with her two, you know, if, if let's say he breaks up with her two weeks before that, she's going to go and two weeks before I'm leaving like that could happen. So like I'm saying like it's a no win for him to him. He's like, I do like her. I'm enjoying our time together. This end date is approaching. Um, I'm sure he would think like I, I do agree with her with like, Dude, fucking text, you know, show a little effort. But like, I think yeah. for him, he was like, I think he was like, no, we're, we're going to ride this out to the end because this is someone I do like. But I do have my out for when this relationship ends built in. I think the minute you don't have to deal with um, consequence is when you act like more of an asshole. He has no consequences. She's across the country. So he's sitting there. There's no... You know, it it isn't gentlemanly of him to just not text or not call. But I, I agree with her anger there. But I do think that the idea that he was like, you know, I just need some fucking until the first. Like, I don't nah. think that's that. W I, I, I empathize with him on that side of things. I don't think but that you, was his goal. But you agree with me, too, that this this message is meant to be read by her as a phone call, not she, the text. She, don't text I, this. I think she it should be a phone call and the phone call needs to boil be boiled down to I'm hurt that you would just kind of just disappear after I left yeah. and let it go. That and that that to say to the other stuff is stuff that he'll try to disagree with her on because mm -hmm. he doesn't feel that way. He he and you can't tell someone how to feel. I she feels hurt and let down and and here's the other thing. She where she does have to look in the mirror is with the where was this relationship going? You know, how would you want it? To me, this is the breakup text. To me, she needs to break up with him. She has to let him know that like, hey, you know, if he had played it differently, maybe this, be this, this keeps up over time. They make a trip. Maybe she tries to say, hey, why don't you come here? And it kind of gets elongated. Like to me, I think this is a kind of a favor to her. She knows it's over. She knows it doesn't, he's not going to be making the trip across country to visit her on a weekend. So I would to her, if I'm her, I send a text saying, hey, we're done. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole emotionally that this will produce if we do a trip like I if I'm her I don't want him on a guy's trip to San Diego and being like I'll stay an extra couple days and then her getting caught up with it again yep that's what yep. I would be most protective of because guys love keeping options we love having play, you know women that could be you know produce 
you know, produce fruit in other places that might not have been fruitful before. So I think like if I was to give her advice, it's like end it because you know he doesn't he doesn't even care enough to send a text to make sure you're doing okay. But also, if you're going to send... It, your text should be about ending it and letting him know. And also, another thing I wouldn't say, I just had to call you out. Oh. This isn't... She wrote, I don't, I'm not saying this to yell at you, but I just had to call you out and get it off my chest. No, no, no. This is about calling you out. Like, to who? Like, he it's not about winning. It's not about winning. Not about winning. Exactly. This is about letting someone know that you, you are not an option of his in the future. You are not someone he can text in the future to like hang out because you're deeply offended that he would not even care enough to text you to make sure that you've well adjusted after spending that much time together. That would be where the text goes. I think this is... I second right? that motion. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Upstart. Upstart. During these economically turbulent times, everyone is looking for a way to feel more financially secure. If you're still throwing money at a high-interest credit card every month, it's time to check out Upstart, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score. Find out how low your Upstart rate can be today, I will say. I love what Upstart's doing because this is a free way to save you money because what they're going to do is you're going to look at whatever debt you have. If the rate on your debt is higher than the Upstart rate, then you can make some moves. Now you can make some financial decisions to help your life. I, this is the perfect sponsor because they're helping me supporting the podcast and it's a way to help you. So if you are dealing with debt, this is a nice little homework assignment where you can take the rates that you're paying and compare it to the new rates because Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. Skip the bank. It's completely online. Loans from 1000 to 50000 They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate since it's just a soft pull. And this is an important part. This is what they're... I would say this is their special sauce as a company. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The, it's, it's not going to affect your credit score. This is great. So the hard pull happens if you accept your rate. The best part, once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day, the next day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. I think that is, that's a fantastic homework assignment. And I call it a homework assignment because this stuff is annoying. Nobody wants to deal with their debt. Nobody wants to deal with money issues. It's, you know, whatever day of the week you're listening right now, this is your time to like get away from that stuff. But take, write this on the list, make it a part of your day, and check it out. See why Upstart has a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot. Hurry to upstart.com slash JTrain. I'm going to say it again. Upstart.com slash JTrain to find out how low your upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. Again, a, a few minutes to help your life and won't affect your credit rate. Only takes a few minutes. This is huge. That's upstart.com slash JTrain, upstart.com slash JTrain. Here's the part the lawyers make me say. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit card income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. Let's do one more. Is that okay? Totally. 
listen, everyone go follow Joe Dombrowski. So funny, so fantastic. At Mr. D times three. Number three, it's all over my social media. Go, go, go right now. Okay, so I'll give you the choice of title. You ready? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, how to break up with someone with anxiety. Keeping his options open. Help, I love my boyfriend. I don't love the dog. My college, my college hoe days are making my post-grad dating life awkward. Boyfriend following amateur IG model. Do we have? Uh, I think the hoe one. I is, oh, these got great. These I know, this literally right? was like it was like dog this that that. I gotta go. I I was I was tempted to do the amateur IG model, but I do have to go with the former college hoe days. Right. I the IG. I I know where that one's going. This one, I'm trying to wonder. Let's do the hoe days. I, I know I gave you I gave you the choice, but I chose for I I think no this I made be, it. That was my okay, choice. We're good, 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 good. I, I so ready. My college hoe days are making my post grad dating life awkward. Mm. Okay, I'm recently re-entering the dating world after a quarantine breakup ended my three and a half year relationship. I've been hitting up the apps and realized that my past college hookups are making it difficult for me as I started as I start dating in my current city. I graduated from a large SEC school three years ago and was in Greek life. Okay, so she's three and a half years out. So that means she's dated. The guy she dated from college was the recent breakup, if it's three yeah. and a half years ago. And she was in three years ago at an SEC school, and she was in Greek life. During my college days, I hooked up with my fair share of guys and often hooked up with guys in fraternities. I currently live in a large southern city where many alumni from my university live. I'm finding as I search the dating apps, I see guys from my university quite frequently. I recently went on a few dates with a guy who went to my alma mater. I had previously hooked up with some guys in his fraternity. I only went on a couple dates with this guy before it ended, so the topic never came up. But it got me thinking, how would I address this if we were to have continued dating? He obviously wasn't close friends with the guys I had hooked up with, but they clearly knew each other through the fraternity. Plus, I can see my past hookups are mutual follow followers with him on Instagram. Due to the number of guys I've hooked up with in the past, this situation is likely to happen again. So tell me, Papa Damn, JT. Girl. Damn. Good for her. Uh, how would you approach this if you were me? Is this something I should be upfront about in dating or should I just not say anything at all? What would a guy think if he knew that I had hooked up with a few people he had known? Uh, I don't want to seem like a slut by admitting that I've hooked up with guys he knows, but I also don't want it to come out later and be weird that I never mentioned it. Totes preach. So, I, I understand her her issue, especially the timing of it all. Three years out of college, you and you're in a town that a lot of people from your college moved to. This is completely normal. This is completely normal anxiety to have. Let me just like give her give her some solace in in the idea that like okay. this isn't the, this isn't the craziest thing in the world. Like this is I I I I see the her story tracks right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what would you say to her? What do you think? Do you bring it up right away or do you? I got to I got to give her I got to tell her, first of all, about my personal experience. OK, please. So my partner and I have been Morgan. We've been together for five years. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm from Detroit. He's from North Carolina. He we met in Detroit. He was doing grad school in the city. Right. And that's okay. how we met. Right. So he's in my territory where I've spent my entire life. Right. So. Yeah. Right. So then like literally like all my prior hookups, my ex-boyfriends, like everything are now in the city where we live together, but I'm never around any of his, okay? Mm. So like 
this is the best relationship I've ever been into. And one of the things we don't do is we don't talk about past like sex and we really don't talk about past partners either Be mm -hmm. and it just kind of like makes it easier for us because it's like what's it matter like we're focusing on the now we're focusing on the us and like that's what's important but i don't lie to him so like when we go home and we're at the bars in detroit there are people usually there who i have engaged in sexual intercourse sure. <laughs> and you know what i mean <laughs> like yeah and i don't say anything i don't say sure. anything. a lot of these guys you know it turned into like friendship and things too, who I am actually friends with still. It's just like, okay, we don't talk about it. But every once in a while, the curious one will see me again and they'll mm -hmm. be like, not know that I'm in a relationship maybe, or they think that I'm gonna mm -hmm. still do it, or maybe they think we're in an open relationship and they'll give like the sex size. It's happened a few times. And Morgan will be like, did you hook up with that guy? And I'll be like, yeah. And it's no big yeah. deal because he asked, I was honest. We know this is what's up. And it's just, we're like mature adults about it. Mind you, this is like, we had been at an undergrad for like quite some time sure. when all this was starting to happen. But I personally don't feel like there's a need to be like talking about that and bringing that stuff up until there is a reason to, or, it has, or somebody it, asks. If they ask, if it, I don't think that, I think she's at that, that where, where she is three years out of college. This is like the jump from immaturity. Three? Something she's like that? 25 probably 25 or 25 yeah okay, okay let's let's say she's 25 25 is like that like leap from like oh yeah we used to fuck in college to like yeah that's someone from the past like i i think like i understand her anxieties are a lot of them have to do with the age that she's at because mm -hmm. like you're mm -hmm. hanging around college people still you still have those like you, you're still hanging out with the college group a little bit you're going on trips together and like you know always talking about old stuff and it's like people speak in that old way go for it yeah dad if you're still listening i was kidding about everything i just said i'm actually a, a virgin <laughs> and um if i do ever decide to have sex it will probably be with a woman if you're still listening that's Continue. right <laughs> uh, sorry mr Domorowski. so i i but i would say that i agree with everything you said i think like here's what she's living in she's living in the words of her college days oh uh, we hooked up Oh, we used to we used to fuck. Even she used the word slut, which I'm not like I don't use that word, but she, she's thinking in 20-year-old mind talk, mind. Yeah. I think she needs to she needs to change her language. Okay? She has to realize that this isn't awkward just the way you just said it with your with your partner. It's like, "Hey, hey, did you guys used to hook up?" Yeah, we used to hook up. There's a classy way to say things when they come up and it will be natural and fine. If you're dating someone who is in a fraternity with someone and they go, how do you know this person? Yeah, I actually used to date that guy for a little bit in college. You know, and that, that's well, it. We used that's to all. see each other. We, we used both. to see each other. We used to see each other in college. Yeah, we kind of hooked up once, but it was really it. And I think giving it's not just, yeah, we banged. It's give the full feeling of the story. I, I always think like if, if my girlfriend brings up, oh, yeah, that guy and I used to date. Uh, it kind of ended this way. I asked more questions. How did it end? How did you guys meet? That always makes people feel more comfortable because then you get the full, you know, the full story. You know what? I actually got really drunk at their formal and it was like we like made out once. It was kind of crazy. You know what I mean? Like the minute you go into the story and you give the context to the situation, 
everyone feels more comfortable and it becomes more relatable. Mm-hmm. You have a past. He has a past, whoever this he might be, because she's she's just saying hypothetically. And that's your right. That's okay. And if you didn't have a past, you wouldn't be the person that they wanted to date today. Oh, so dude, every, right on. every experience made you into the person you are today. And that person's great and wonderful and be great and wonderful for someone. So I think shying. I think you dig into these conversations when they come up, when they come naturally, you dig into them honestly classy make sure your languaging is right and it's not to embarrass anybody that's the other thing fuck that dude he has a small dick when we fucked it's like okay i know that you'll be saying that about me one day right so so i i think it's i i think i always again with exes i i have positive experience with all my exes but i would say there's no reason to speak negatively. You can be positive. Yeah, he was a good guy, but we hooked up once and I actually got too drunk at the formal or he got too drunk that one night and we kind of just like never talked again. It kind of phased out. Like these are all kind of ways to talk about it in a way that isn't too graphic and too like, and again, you're never going to, no guy's going to end it with someone they love because they hooked up with one of their friends in college. Right. So, they're going to end it for other reasons and it will feel like that's the reason because that's a better excuse than the reason that we're not the match. That's the easier excuse. And a great thing to say too, if it does come up and he does ask a great mature thing to say would be like, yeah, it happened, but it didn't work out for a reason. Yeah, it didn't work out. Like yeah. it's just, you don't, it didn't work out. And there's a reason why you're with who you're with right now. Totally. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Joe Nebraska. This is fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. This was awesome to be on your this podcast. Thank you. Been a pleasure. Everyone go follow Joe at Mr. D times three. He has a podcast, Social Studies. That's what it's called. I have been a guest. I loved every second of it. Go, go, go. It's called Social Studies. What day does it come out? What day of the week? Mondays. Mondays, Mondays. Beautiful. So Social Studies is the podcast at Mr. D times three. Joe, thank you so much. I am Jared Freed. We are here Mondays and Thursdays every single week. J train podcast at Juma.com. Go, go, go. Send in your emails. We'll be back next episode. Boom.